You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos. This is your host, Cody Rourke, writer and contributor over at PredominantlyOrange.com, covering all things Denver Broncos, wherever you're at. Access it at PredominantlyOrange.com, as well as an NFL analyst covering the Denver Broncos and the National Football League nationally on Twitter. You can follow me at Cody Rourke NFL. Now, today we have a lot of great things in store. I asked a few uh, questions yesterday around the Twitter spheres for our Mailbag Monday, um, but a lot of good tidbits and news from the Denver Broncos, obviously, as uh, the NFL All-League meetings are going on in Orlando. A lot of good information circulating around uh, the Dove Valley and the Denver Broncos. And I tell you what, you know, with the draft approaching here in just about mm, three weeks, there is a lot of things going on. I mean, everything is wide open at this point for what the Denver Broncos could possibly do at pick number five. So, you know, a lot of people are, are set on Denver's going to pick a quarterback. I think they're going to pick a quarterback. But, you know, at this point, I, I think with the Jared Valdir trade, I don't know. Things can be a little wide open now for what they decide to do. And that's what John Elway said. John Elway came out in the media and said, you know, what we plan on doing at pick five now. He's like, you know, I have no idea what we're going to do yet. We're going to get to the draft board, our, our uh, player valuation profiles, and, and meet with the scouting department, the personnel department. And, and we're going to figure out what's the best need for our football team at pick number five. And so uh, I, I think it's wide open at this point. And, and surely enough, John Elway says it's wide open and what they want to do with the fifth pick in the draft this year well certainly that's the case you know obviously you're going to be a little coy on things you're not going to really reveal what you're necessarily going to do at points in the draft and 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 why would John Elway give that information up so um, obviously we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been given information on regarding the Denver Broncos at the NFL All-League meeting from Vance Joseph from John Elway and from around the league as well but uh, obviously uh, a great time of the year. I'm excited because, you know, we're at the point now where we have the NFL draft and then all of a sudden we have a mini camp. We have OTAs and non-mandatory workouts. And, and then as soon as you guys know, man, you know, it's going to be training camp. And I'm excited for that because I'll be at training camp down there in Dove Valley. We'll be covering all things Denver Broncos here, Locked On Broncos at PredominantlyOrange.com. Uh, very excited about that. If you're out there this summer at training camp, Dove Valley, be sure to holler at me. I'd love to sit down and talk football with you guys. And you know what? If, hey, we might interview some fans about what they're uh, thinking and feeling about training camp and what they're seeing from the players. Obviously, the Broncos heading uh, in a new direction. Under the new leadership of Case Keenum, their quarterback that they got in free agency, he's going to be the guy that's going to take over for the Denver Broncos over the next two seasons. And if it works out even longer than that, I'm excited about the Case Keenum move. And a lot of fans, when I when I did my Periscope broadcast over the weekend, a lot of fans shared the same sentiments with me that they are excited about Case Keenum. And why wouldn't you be? You know, I go back and I, I watch a lot of things with Case Keenum. He's a phenomenal leader. 
he, he's an absolute leader. His press conference, like I said, it was very genuine. You know, when you when you hear media ask you questions about why you chose to come here, you know, a lot of people say the right things to tell you what you want to hear. But Case Keenum sounded genuinely sincere in his pre, uh, in his press conference, and that's exciting for me. You know, I'm excited to see what Case Keenum can bring to the table. Obviously, with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, the Broncos still have to address tight end and wide receiver for the third spot. There's some options there we'll talk about here in just a little bit here later on in Lockdown Broncos. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot of excitement um, as the Denver Broncos head to a new direction. Now, 2017 was a year that Broncos fans would love to forget. I know I would love to forget. It was it was painful. It was painful to watch because the team that we're used to seeing on the field doesn't, you know, they never played the way that they did. And I think the defense is going to have a big year this year. And it's crazy because the NFL is evolving now. I mean, we're, we're seeing some Madden-like moves happen here in free agency. And the latest signing in the National Football League is Ndamukong Sue going to the Los Angeles Rams with Aaron Donald on that D-line. So Wade Phillips is getting Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Sue, obviously Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters. They, they got some playmakers on that defense. And that Los Angeles Rams defense is going to be fun to watch. And the Denver Broncos have to play the L.A. Rams in 2018. So that's going to be a very exciting matchup. And they're just loaded defensively on paper right now. And we got to see how that translates once, uh, you know, the games are played. You know, everything on paper looks good. We saw with the Philadelphia Eagles when, Mike, when they had Mike Vick, um, the dream team, uh, he called it, and they didn't really uh, meet the expectations of that dream team that they came up with. But on, on paper, that defense looks phenomenal. It's scary, and if you're a quarterback in the NFC West, I mean, you know, good luck. You better you better pray that your organization gets you some tackles that can uh, obviously stop the edge, but also plug the interior as well. Especially with you know your guard center play, you got to have that. And so um, Sam Bradford, a, a guy who's battled injuries, is probably looking at the LA Rams right now being in their division have to play them twice a year and it's probably like man I, I need to get some good insurance um because those guys are coming for quarterbacks russell wilson the same thing um uh you know jimmy garoppolo same thing you know it's it's going to be a tough tough division i'm excited to see how that division plays out i think it's going to be competitive between uh, obviously two teams i think the 49ers and the rams are going to be the top two teams but obviously right now on paper the favorite is definitely los angeles so uh that's some exciting news around the national football league if you would like to hear more national football league news the latest spin well matt williamson over there at locked on nfl has you covered with the latest and the greatest around the national football league the, you know, obviously the annual meeting going on down there in Orlando right now. He's got some news about that and an exciting announcement from him about a website that he's launching as well. Matt Williamson, Locked On NFL. And Adam Adas has you covered with Locked On Nuggets. Now the Nuggets coming off a very, very tough and disappointing loss against the Philadelphia 76ers last night. They're on a back-to-back here playing Toronto this evening. Adam Adas has you covered with the latest with the Denver Nuggets as their playoff hopes are on thin ice right here obviously you probably have to win out the rest of the way in order to really be comfortable with making the playoffs one more loss and it's almost evident that the Denver Nuggets probably won't make the playoffs in 2018 and that's kind of disappointing you know very talented young team uh, they're going through the growing pains but Adam Adas has you covered with the latest news and updates and analysis of all things Denver Nuggets here on the Locked On Podcast Network so diving into things obviously i asked a few questions yesterday on twitter got some responses um my man keith Bryan, okay for he, he 
put the hashtag Mailbag Monday. He said, with Elway and Joseph both emphasizing an impact player at five, I don't see them going quarterback. With two or three quarterbacks going in the top four, we could have our pick of blue chip talent. Do you think that Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Saquon Barkley, or Smith will be more impactful as our roster currently is? Now, I, I almost certainly feel like Denver could go with the best player available, impact player. I don't think it's going to be Saquon Barkley, but if it is Saquon Barkley, C.J. Anderson is gone. And there's certain, obviously, uh, C.J. Anderson's status with the Broncos right now is kind of uncertain. It's up in the air. No one knows if he's going to be in Denver. Um, According to John Elway and Vance Joseph, he may or may not be back. So that would obviously save Denver some cap space. But if uh, you get rid of C.J. Anderson at that point, maybe you do go with a Saquon Barkley, even though I'm not too fond of taking a tailback at pick number five at this point. I still think Cleveland picks him up at four. I, I just don't think he's there. Even if you wanted him, I don't think he's there unless you wanted to trade up, but I don't think you trade up to number two just to get a running back. Now, a pick I would be very happy with would be Quentin Nelson at guard. But Vance Joseph kind of shed some light on the guard situation here. The plan, like we talked about, is Ron Leary's going to move back to left guard right now. That's the plan initially is to get Ron Leary back to left guard. He's going to help Garrett Bowles out. You have Matt Paradise returning at center. And as of right now, Connor McGovern would be uh, the starting right guard. Obviously, he's going to face some competition. Vance Joseph and John Elway said that uh, Menelik Watson, who was brought in as a tackle, he could move to right guard and probably be a little bit more of an anchor there, right? than obviously having to play some speedy edge guys at tackle. He could be a big piece for the Broncos at right guard. You know, I'm not sure exactly. I haven't seen a lot of film on Watson at guard. I'm not sure how that move would be, but obviously it would be something worth looking at. And Denver always has options. Now, they also have a guard on their team, and Vance Joseph said they they plan on uh, utilizing him because the team is very high on him, and that's J.J. Dillman. Now, the Broncos signed him off of the Bengals practice squad back in January, and in 2000. 2017 he was a fifth round draft pick so he's a guy at guard that the Denver Broncos have as some depth guys obviously he's a guy that's in their player development program you know they're very excited about his upside and his potential and so if they're keeping him around then they have a lot of promise for him obviously the Broncos brought back right tackle Billy Turner a young guy who who definitely needs some more development but uh you know you're gonna have Jared Valdir at right tackle so right now initially the offensive line is almost kind of set in stone minus the right guard spot um, where you have either, uh, you know, Mental League Watson or Connor McGovern, or if you decide to go with, the, you know, a guard late in the draft, you can pick up in the second round. I think he'll be a steal of the draft is, uh, uh, you know, Will Hernandez out of UTEP. You know, obviously, I've mentioned before, he's got ties to offensive line coach Sean Kugler out of UTEP. So that's something we could be picking up. And, and he's, a, he's an impressive guy. He's, he's a nasty, tenacious guard. Um, he's physical. He gets to the next level, and he likes burying dudes. So he's an option later on, uh, early in the second round, that the Denver Broncos could go if they don't get Quentin Nelson. But... Vance Joseph said something that was really that stood out to me a little bit in terms of what the Denver Broncos could do at pick number five. He said, you know, initially he would like to get some more depth at inside linebacker. So if you're really set on going with best player available, obviously you have Tremaine Edwards out of Alabama, inside backer. Obviously, you also have my man Roquan Smith, a guy who I'm really high on. And you guys that listen to the show know how much I really like Roquan Smith. I would pick him. 
he would be my pick if I could choose him and him and Quentin Nelson. If I had to choose between those two, those would be my two picks that I would pick at pick number five. If I had the chance to pick, it would be a coin toss because both are nasty. Both will be instant impact players for the Denver Broncos in the National Football League. So uh, I'm excited about that. I really don't know at this point after hearing Vance Joseph and John Elway talk at the NFL League meeting this past week that I don't know if they go with a quarterback. I really don't, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. You know, there's some quarterbacks in this draft, but I think we're going to see potentially uh, three quarterbacks go in the first four picks. I think you're going to have Darnold, you're going to have Allen, and you're probably going to have Rosen or Baker Mayfield gone in the first three picks. That's what, you know, that's the strong feeling that I'm getting. Um, And that's just a hunch. And you can catch me with the draft coverage uh, on Did You See That Now Sports with Mike Ortiz Jr. We're going to be live on TV through Twitter. It's going to be awesome. Um, Talking all things NFL draft, reacting live, giving analysis for each pick in the first round. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Tweet the link out here on Twitter. Shortly when the time approaches, we're going to build up to it. It's going to be exciting, going to be awesome. But uh, I don't know. I don't think they go with a quarterback if they're really adamant on getting a best player available at that point. They're probably going to want to revamp some offensive pieces. Maybe um, you don't go wide receiver uh, with pick number five. You absolutely don't. This is a, a decent wide receiver class you can get some good guys in the draft later on in the second round um you know if they really want a wide receiver then they can obviously trade up but i don't think the denver broncos go with wide receiver that early in the draft it's not really a significant need especially with carlos henderson being on the team for the denver broncos still and we'll talk about what the plans are for him now vance joseph said that they may look at putting emmanuel sanders a little bit more in the slot and moving carlos henderson to the outside so obviously you have Demarius Thomas and Carlos Henderson on the outside, Emmanuel Sanders on the inside. That might be something uh, we, we can look at. You know, that's very exciting. Emmanuel Sanders, we've seen him on the outside absolutely eat up defensive backs, make big plays. So when you put him across the middle against some smaller guys or some inside backers, you're going to have some windows to make some plays. And obviously, I'm, I'm eager to see what the plan is with him. And obviously, having a quarterback in Case Keenum who will get him the ball, who will get Demarius Thomas the ball. Now you have to have a tight end, and the Broncos are still looking at some free agent options uh, or some trade options at tight end. So John Elway said, don't rule anything out yet. They're still looking at that. Vance Joseph also indicated this week that Bradley Roby and Tremaine Brock will compete for the number two cornerback position. And in my opinion, this is a no brainer. Bradley Roby is the number two corner for the Denver Broncos easily by far. And I, I'm sorry. I go back and I watch film on Tremaine Brock. Tremaine Brock is, is decent. He's not Bradley Roby. Bradley Roby is younger and he's a lot more athletic and he's got a lot more upside at this point. And I, I just don't see Tremaine Brock beating Bradley Roby out. Bradley Roby is easily a starting corner on 29 other football teams in the National Football League. He's a, he's a one or a two, easily. So I don't think there's much there, but obviously the NFL, you're going to always have competition. Competition isn't bad to have. Competition brings out the best in players. It goes back to when I played, or if you guys listening, if you played sports, competition made all of us better. It made us want to work harder because we didn't want to lose our spot. 
And I think that keeps you hungry, especially in the National Football League. You have to be hungry all the time. So that's exciting news. Um, And other Denver Broncos news, the NFL visited Denver this past week to survey them about possibly hosting the 2019 or 2020 draft. And the Denver Broncos are hoping to get some answers. The city of Denver is hoping to get some answers by May in terms of if the NFL draft will be in Denver in the next two years. I think it would be phenomenal to have the NFL draft hosted in Denver. Now, when the Broncos had their Super Bowl 50 parade, there was 1.1 million people that didn't go to work that day and they flooded the streets. The NFL draft would bring not only just Denver Broncos fans out to it, it would bring pretty much every fan of any NFL team out there to the draft. Now, the question is, where do you host the draft in Denver? I think maybe this, you know, the Capitol is an option that you can do, but uh, obviously they're going to have to ramp up some street security because that would be a huge event, but that would be big for the city of Denver. Bring the draft to Denver 2019, 2020. We'd love to have that. And also the Denver Broncos gave an update on the stadium naming rights and they plan to have a name for the new stadium. Obviously, currently Sports Authority Field at Mile High. It will no longer be that once the 2018 season begins. And then they're hoping to have some kind of name, some kind of understanding by the time training camp uh, kicks off. So that's going to be very excited. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And, and I think that if I could name the stadium anything, I would name it Pat Bowling Field at Mile High. And that, that, I'm sorry, that sounds like the most perfect stadium name that you can come up with in terms of the Denver Broncos, the organization, the uh, culture of the organization. When you think of the Denver Broncos, you think of John Elway, you think of Pat Bowling. Pat Bowling's legacy has been phenomenal for the Denver Broncos, for the National Football League. And this is the dang year that we need to get Pat Bowling into the Hall of Fame. No more. It, it, it Enough is enough. Pat Bowling has been snubbed far too long. Pat Bowen has been a pioneer to the National Football League, and we continue to plead in the media that we need to get Pat Bowen in the Hall of Fame. And for some reason, the voters of the Hall of Fame committee aren't passing that through. A lot of it, I'm, I'm just very upset at it. it, was Charlie Casserly got his good pal that he worked with in Washington in uh, last year. Jerry Jones got in. I don't think Jerry Jones has done anything yet of the stature that Pat Bowen has. Pat Bowen's tradition is far more superior, in my opinion. And this isn't me being biased. This is me legitimately looking at what Pat Bowen has done for the National Football League compared to what Jerry Jones has done for the National Football League. You think of Jerry Jones in the National Football League, you think of a guy who's kind of against the NFL right now, against Roger Goodell. There's this kind of rift, this animosity. He's a guy that's always making these odd statements or blaming the coaching staff, blaming the quarterbacks, or or not taking accountability for himself. Pat Bolin, when things aren't going right for the Denver Broncos, when he was in control, Pat Bolin stepped in right away. He had to fire his close friend, Mike Shanahan. That was a tough decision, but they made the decision in the best interest of the organization to be able to win going forward. So I don't know what the holdup is here. Pat Bolin, Hall of Fame, it needs to happen. Steve Water, Hall of Fame, it needs to happen. Absolutely. 
Those two guys, Atwater and Bolin, need to be in the National Football League Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm sorry. It's been far too long, far too overdue, and but you have a, lo- a bunch of Chargers that are currently sitting in the Hall of Fame, more so than the Denver Broncos. But the Denver Broncos have three Super Bowl rings. They've had eight or nine Super Bowl appearances. I mean, it, year in and year out, they've been a competitive organization minus a couple years. Obviously, 2012, that was not a good year for the Denver Broncos. Well, I might as well say 2011, but they got Von Miller out of that. And then from that point, they started winning more games. You bring in Peyton Manning, you win more games. You're still setting that standard for competing for world championships. And that's what Pat Bowen brought John Elway in for. John Elway's goal and purpose as the general manager of the Denver Broncos is to make the Denver Broncos competitive year in and year out. And I don't think that's ever going to change. So I'm excited. Get him in the Hall of Fame. We need it to happen. 2019, Pat Bowlen, and obviously Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey's eligible, so let's get Champ Bailey in there too. Um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff. Very excited about it. Check in tomorrow here, Locked On Broncos. Don't forget, if you love the show, go to iTunes. Tell us why you love the show. Leave a review. We appreciate that. Leave your Twitter handle, and you'll be entered into all of our future contests here at Locked On Broncos. Once again, this is your host, Cody Rourke. You can follow me and Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. Uh, send me your thoughts on Pat Bowen being uh, snubbed from the Hall of Fame what we got to do to get Pat Bowen in, and obviously your thoughts on what the Denver Broncos stadium should be named blank at mile high. I'm excited. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.